Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined remotely, of course, by Lou Huff and two very special guests, Sarah Ellis and Philippa Bloom of We Are Twinset. Hi, everyone. Hello. How are you guys holding up? How are you doing? We are good. We were just saying to each other that it's just, it's crazy how quick you just adapt and become used to this lifestyle. And so we're just, you know, got to embrace it, got to be positive. And um, yeah, we're doing okay. Taking each day at a time. How, I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like having kids at home in this time. How are you guys finding that? You've both got little ones. I think we're just, like we said, it's moment by moment. We're just not worrying about tomorrow. We're just in the now and just trying to create a new normal and a new routine. I think we're both plodding along, aren't we, P? Do you know what? And also these moments will never come back. So for me, you know, with Ava being so little, it's just nice, you know, don't get me wrong, I do have hard days and it is really challenging. But to be around her all the time at this age and seeing her develop is something that is really quite precious. So as much as it is really hard at times, I really do try and kind of just look at the positives throughout and just, you know, embrace it. I think there is something quite special for new families and you know, parents who may have been having to run off to work very quickly after, you know, a short paternity or maternity leave. So, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll never have this again. But as you say, you've got to kind of take the positives from it and kind of cherish that extra special time that you're getting to spend as a family. I feel like that's what makes it all so weird is that it's this mix of like positive and negative. Like half of the time I'm like, this is great and we're spending so much time together and you know, there are so many lovely things but then at the same time we're like, oh my God, this awful thing is going on. I think that's what makes it so mind-boggling. But I don't know about you guys, the weather has such a huge impact Mm. on my mindset. So the last few days, obviously with the rain and the grey and it being cold, I felt my mood really change quite dramatically. Like when it's sunny and it's easier to, you know, either be in the garden or go for a walk around the block it just feels a lot easier um, so you guys are here with us today to talk obviously all about fashion so we're going to launch straight in because I feel like we've got a lot of ground let's to cover let's talk first of all about how you guys are having to adapt your content for now for what's going on you know there's been a lot online about how influencers are having to kind of change how you strike the right note how have you found that and what are you doing that's different obviously being together is kind of part of your it's your MO <laughs> isn't it so, yeah so how's that working I think we're just trying to be true to ourselves and in the moment at the same time because obviously our usual vibe is you know on the streets together laughing shooting and obviously we can't do that now but we're trying just to still create beautiful content at home but giving a positive message and trying to just keep it real really and I think that's been key Um, And as you said, you know, the whole RUSP is twinning, being together side by side. So when we first went into isolation, it was a big shift in the way that we worked and our mentality of creating the content. But actually, funny enough, just before lockdown began, we started to do photos side by side, kind of, it just happened naturally. We wanted to throw it back to how we used to do it before Mm -hmm. we had photographers, you know, we got our husbands to take our photos on the weekend, um, our individual homes. And we just naturally just started to do that just before lockdown. So Mm -hmm. that kind of felt like a real natural progression for us to get the content still looking like we're twinning side by side. But luckily, we've got the same floor in our home. 
That's so good. Twinning in every sense of the word. Yeah, it's kind of just that has really worked for us. And as Sarah said, just, you know, trying to keep the aesthetic the same. Everyone's had to adapt. Everyone has had to change. And I think actually, you know, we could probably grow from this and learn things that we probably wouldn't have even been brave enough to do in the past so we're yeah. experimenting aren't we Lou with with new and fun ways oh to God. create content yeah completely and also I think it's amazing that your readership and your audience are so responsive to that I think everyone's so grateful of how people are changing their content and understand that it's not going to be as it was before so you know there's definitely a level of gloss that have gone from the Sherlock's videos but people are still interested in you know what we're doing from home and what deliveries we're getting and what we're wearing and so you know you've got to adapt I guess your content and still make it right for you but also right for the times exactly totally so the thing obviously that people and I was a bit nervous that everybody was going to kind of switch off from fashion a bit be focusing on other things but it kind of there was maybe a week or so of that wasn't there I think it's a bit up and down yeah but you you know you can't like I even noticed it myself I'll just be sitting there and it's Saturday afternoon there's nothing else to do like I am still like right what can I buy and it's not all about trackies like I still feel my normal self clothes wise in my head if that makes sense so let's talk a bit about your wardrobes that's like one thing that everybody's obviously focusing on at the moment is you know clearing out making their wardrobe the best it can be so what are your guys ultimate wardrobe essentials what are the pieces that you cannot live without and are they the same as each other so the wardrobe staples that we couldn't live without well obviously at the moment due to lockdown and the circumstance that's had to change a little bit we have always loved loungewear but probably over the last month or so, we found a new love for it and actually turned to brands that we probably wouldn't have looked at before for loungewear, like Free People. We've been living in our Topshop oversized 90s joggers. Those are the kind of things that we're turning to um, time and time again. And when the weather was nice, we were wearing our floaty dresses. And I know Sarah will agree when, you know, um, when I say this, that on days where we just can't be bothered, you just have to go with that. If you don't want to wear your makeup, if you want to wear your hair in a top knot, if you just, you know, can't be bothered, then you've got to go with that. Because the next day, you know, you'll wake up and you'll feel different. And so, you know, our wardrobe staples have dramatically changed over the last few weeks, but we're also kind of learning to love new things as well. And it's all about your lifestyle, isn't it, when it comes to fashion and finding things that work for you at that time. Sarah, do you feel like you're wearing pieces that you, like rediscovering pieces that you otherwise don't normally wear? Do you know what? It's funny because I was having a bit of a wardrobe clear out as we're all doing during lockdown. And I have refound love for things that I had previously kind of just written off. So like, you know, just t-shirts I hadn't worn in a while, but I'm tucking them into my khaki kind of cargo trousers. And yeah, I think I am learning to love my wardrobe a bit more. And that's actually quite refreshing. It really is. Lou, are you the same? I think the thing I'm missing wearing the most and probably the thing that just feels the most like unnatural to wear is tailoring. But pretty much yeah. like the rest of my wardrobe, I feel like I am sort of wearing just as much. I guess I'm much less feminine, I think, around the house. I think I'm leaning towards a little <laughs> I bit I literally more, but... look like a man around the house. <laughs> I feel so sorry I for I wish you could all see me now, by the way. <laughs> I'm a state. Yeah, I think my style's going a little bit more like baggy jeans, rock and roll t-shirt, sweatshirt. And like, I'm cool with that. So yeah, it's less of the sort of pretty feminine springy stuff. And actually when the sun came out... 
like my legs aren't ready for short dresses yet. So I was very like, <laughs> oh my God, what do I wear? It always kind of throws me that like first hit of heat because yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not ready for it. So yeah, I think it's pretty much been the same, but probably more of the relaxed tomboy stuff. But what about you, Charlotte? A bit like you were saying before, Philip, like you can do both and that's really liberating. Like I think yeah. we're all in the same position where, you know, for our normal kind of Mondays to Fridays, you have to kind of put on your face and do your hair and get dressed. And like, you know, that's not a bad part of the job but it's kind of mandatory so I love the fact that it's like one day I can wake up and be like no I'm gonna look revolting today and then and mm-hmm. then you know other times you can kind of make yourself a little bit better you guys mentioned a couple of high street stores that you're living in but where's really good right now forget about you know the trackies and the hoodies specifically but just if you want some good new ins where on the high street are you loving I think high street wise we're top shop girls at heart so we always love checking out the new in section they've got some great dresses and although I think I speak on behalf of P as well we're probably not wearing too many jeans at the moment yeah I don't even want to know (laughs) I'm avoiding yeah yeah definitely their floaty dresses and actually H&M and in fact we have been recently wowed by their leisure wear their active wear I was just about to say the H&M basics range is so good so good they're like linen-y tees they're kind of oversized tees so there's casual pieces but you can dress them up when you kind of go back to the office and you tuck them into your denims but right now they can be worn more relaxed I also think they're doing dresses so well. Oh my they're god, not, they're doing so yeah. well as dresses. I wouldn't normally think to go to H and M for like pretty. I don't know. I, I think of them as you say, as more of like a basics brand. But those black ones, Lou, with like the yeah. big ruffled shoulders. I don't know if you guys have seen them, but they've got those kind of big Cecily Banson style ones as well. Like there's yeah. so many pretty styles. H and M is like my go-to on the high street. I know everyone's such a huge fan of Zara but I feel like if there's a great Zara product everybody has it so whereas true. I feel like H&M is like it's not under the radar at all <laughs> it's H&M. a small little brand but, for H&M. um yeah I feel like their pieces can kind of feel a little bit more unique agreed we're also loving Gap at the moment they're so good for their basics as we know but recently they've got these amazing khaki cargo pants we both have an elasticated waist which is just very welcomed for now and <laughs> um, we've also got the jersey jumpsuits they do them in loads of different colors like khaki nude and black just those pieces that if you don't literally just want to wear tracksuit joggers but you still want to feel comfortable in the home and put together we've kind of yeah loving gap for those pieces as well i also feel like it's quite a nice time to almost like test out a new version of your style or like a couple of looks that maybe you would be a bit apprehensive to wear into the office or see people but i don't know just try something new out i agree with that what are your spring staples when i think of you guys i think of you in shackets and in chunky trainers so are those still the pieces you're living in and um, and what are your other spring heroes? I totally agree. We love a shacket. We wear them every single season. I've had mine from Topshop for about four years and I don't need another one because it still does the job perfectly. Definitely chunky trainers. But I think this season for us, the chunky dad sandal, we mm-hmm. both invested in the Chanel's oh. and... sadly I haven't actually got to wear them outside yet (laughs) what colour did you both go for? classic black 
But when I put them on around my house to try on outfits, they <laughs> look so wonderful with literally everything. Oh, did you see Thread shared an image of like a pale lilac hair? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, and like a pistachio. <gasps> Insane. They're so you, Charlotte. I'm so surprised that you don't have any yet. I've got those as vulnerable ones. The True. Green Perk Guide, do you do. Perk Guide, yeah. have a really good pair, really inspired by. But also, Sarah, don't you think, because in the winter, we were really loving those cream, tonal, neutral palette looks. And for spring, we're kind of continuing that with quite, we found in French Connection and also in Gap, cream and neutral linen trousers with nice linen t-shirts and then just finish off the look with either a nude slide or the Chanel gladiator sandal. So those kind of looks you can still wear in the house or you can, you know, if you want to go for a walk around the block or whatever you're doing, you know, you can still wear that and feel good about yourself. Agreed. And would you guys say that you have a capsule wardrobe or does your style change depending on the season? We absolutely have a capsule wardrobe every season. It's one of those things that you just develop year after year. It's something that will grow with time. It's all about our classics. And that's kind of what we live for and what we wear time and time again. But we just develop it. So when there's a new trend that's come in, we're never one to wear a trend head to toe anyway. So we always like to take pieces and just kind of make it work within our capsule wardrobe because it's where we feel comfortable with our style. And would you guys say that you both have the same capsule wardrobe? Do you think there would be any variation between the two? A kind of... Does one of you lean slightly more towards this trend or, you know, how does that vary? I would say as a rule, we generally own pretty much the same pieces. Do you agree, P? Absolutely. So we love the same styles, but sometimes we have slightly different variations based on our shapes and our figures and stuff. But as a rule, we generally mainly buy two of everything and <laughs> love the same thing. So, Has there ever been a time where one of you has loved something and the other one's been like, oh, you're mad? Do you know what? Funny enough, the Chanel gladiator sandals, (laughs) I wasn't actually 100% into them at the beginning. And Sarah was very much pro them. So we went in and I tried them on and she kind of converted you. (laughs) I thought you were going to say the um, Gucci, the furry loafers, which I I had to convince you for a while on those as well. (laughs) It sounds like Sarah's costing you a lot of money for that. New shopping partner. Do you know what it's like with a new trend though? Sometimes it takes you a while to kind of establish it in your mind and see how Mm -hmm. you would wear it. Or, you know, you've seen someone wear it and then you can imagine yourself wearing it like that. So it just sometimes takes one of us a while to get there. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. usually on the same page. Don't worry, and we do both get there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have kind of style icons or people that you love to follow to kind of get a few tips on their style? I would say Rosie and Anina probably yeah. are number one for style. Just going back to capsule wardrobe for a minute. If you guys had to pick like three pieces in your wardrobe that you were like, these are our absolute essentials, you know, could never part with. Not necessarily like, you know, your favorite pieces, but those like everyday essentials. What are they? Okay, I'm going to say a really great pair of straight jeans. And I'm going to specify the Topshop editor jeans. Because mm-hmm. for me, they are just the best, best, best. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say a great cashmere jumper, grey. Because nice. I feel like from? every... I've got one from Bowdoin from quite a few years ago Bowdoin. that I absolutely mm. love. I think they do a slightly different version every year this one's more like boxy um a great cashmere jumper and i'm gonna say a fab white tee there are my three things that i can't live without and a good white tee from i love the the and other stories one and i was gonna say the new h&m from their basics collection it's like an oversized boxy white tee in a really good 
almost quite a thick material, so it's not mm. sheer at all. It's a total winner. So if it was the same? The only one I would probably add to would be like a, some kind of camel blazer or a camel coat yeah. that, you know, will never date an mm-hmm. absolute hero piece. Charlotte, what would yours be for this? I was literally I just trying know. to think what yours would be. <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard. It probably, I feel like everybody has to have the same answer. And I say this all the time on Shilex, but I so clearly remember Trini coming in and this was towards the end of last year and we were doing a Q&A with her and somebody had said, oh, you know, what are the capsule wardrobe essentials you swear by? And she was like, your capsule wardrobe needs to be whatever you feel great in so if you feel great in head to toe purple then your capsule wardrobe should be head to toe purple so I quite like that as a rule like not yeah. everybody feels great in you know jeans a t-shirt and a blazer but I do feel great in jeans a t-shirt and blazer so <laughs> that, that is probably my answer which I'm guessing is yours as well Lou yeah definitely. it's quite a fail safe look isn't it yeah, you know it yeah. kind of ticks all the boxes yeah and they're the classics like they're the pieces that you can build upon exactly. so it sounds really boring to say that those are but it is because you know there's so many outfits you can create from those few pieces and, and you know they're not going to date that you know you can wear them all year round so I guess in that way they kind of have to be don't they exactly let's talk investing Sarah and Philippa you're both great at high street finds but I feel like you are investors in accessories so what is your rule when it comes to spending what do you invest in we will never make an investment just kind of out of the blue it's always a really considered decision that we make that we kind of talk about sometimes for months we sometimes (laughs) do miss the boat on things or we think you know what I wish we bought this a couple of months ago but we always take our purchases really seriously so I would say that's our biggest tip is to really think about it Sarah always loves to plan how she's going to wear you know if we're thinking about buying a new handbag she'll say well I'll wear it with this outfit and that outfit and she likes to map it all out yeah that's me we'll never just kind of walk into Chanel and buy a bag (laughs) or whatever we'll always think about it and talk about it first and I think as well we know now what our style is and what we love so we're never really tempted by like an orange bum bag for example (laughs) we're really confident with what's going to last in our wardrobe so it kind of just goes back to what Philippa was saying about really thinking about something but I think we're we're good decision makers when it comes to investment buyers. And speaking of investment pieces, is there anything that you've ever regretted buying? Definitely back in the day when we used to go to Jimmy Choo sample sales and Louboutin <laughs> sample sales, and we used to squeeze into like a size 36 or try and make like a size 42 work. But I think recently, you know, as time's gone on and we kind of grown with our style, as I said before, we do take these purchases really quite seriously. So I don't think, have we made any mistakes there? I don't think so. I'm really racking my brains. And the only thing, like you said, that I can come to mind is is just stupid sample sale buys. But I feel like with age, we've become more sensible. Yeah. What about you, Charlotte? Is there anything you've ever regretted? I don't think I regret anything. But I think if you invest in trend pieces, then they kind of lose their magic after a while. So like my Gucci loafers, my furry ones, love them at the time. I don't regret buying them because they gave me a few years of pleasure. But now I'm just kind of over them, you know? Yeah. So, so I don't like regret it. They were great. But you fall out of love with things, don't you? Yeah. That's what happens. Uh, Leo, I can't imagine you've ever regretted anything. No, but I, I totally agree on the sample sale thing. 
going, I absolutely love a sound for sale, but I get so overwhelmed. And there's something about if you've queued to get into somewhere and you see other people with like bags and bags, you're like, okay, no, I must find something as well. (laughs) So I've definitely kind of fallen into the trap of buying something for the sake of it and then thought, oh no, it's gone on eBay the day after. But yeah. And what is the thing you've worn the most? It won't be the same because Sarah doesn't actually have this, but when the Valentine, I know, (laughs) but I think you'll totally agree with this, Sarah. When the Valentino rock studs first came out, I got the black with the nude heels mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, I wore those to death. I would probably still bring them out hundred percent. Now I loved them. They were probably one of my first like really special designer heels that I ever got. So I'd probably say they were my best, most worn designer shoes that I've got in my wardrobe. They had a moment that went on for a long time, didn't they? Yeah. Like that was, that was a good buy at the time. But we still love the rock studs. Was it two years ago, Sarah, we bought the flat sandals? Oh yeah, we, the mules, yeah. That we love, we wear them every summer. So there's something so chic about black and nude. Yeah. I think yeah. if you're just wearing mm. simple pieces and you, you know, like the Chanel slingbacks, oh, actually I'm going to say those. The yeah, Chanel slingbacks are black yeah. and nude. Yeah, I'm so jealous. <laughs> They've honestly been on my wish list for such a long time. They're and on ours and you won't regret it. There's one street style picture of a model. Basically, she's got a oversized navy blazer, a white tee, some like straight but boyfriend faded wash denim and the Chanel slingbacks and she looks so timeless and cool and literally when I get dressed in the summer and I think I need like a smart shoe <laughs> why don't I have the Chanel's are they comfy they are, they are so so comfy and do you know what's amazing about them they just work for any occasion so if you're mm-hmm. kind of going for dinner and you don't want to be too smart if you're going to the office you know if you want to get dressed up on a weekend they just finish off any outfit and they go with everything there's yeah. just not one thing they don't work with Oh, they're a great shoe. Oh, there sorry. are a lot of good high street dupes for those. Not so much anymore, there but there was, there was a time where there was yeah. some really good high street dupes. Often when a trend gets to a really good high street dupe, I'm like, I'm done. I can't anymore. Um, but Charlotte, we were talking about these <laughs> no, the other day and I feel classics. like they've come round again. Yeah, Lou, yeah. I feel like you had like a year's break of wanting these and now yeah. again, you're like, okay, yeah. now I'm desperate for them. Yeah. Okay, there'll be yours one day, I'm sure. Let's talk about your wardrobes a bit more. If there was one thing that you had to save, if you could only keep one thing from your wardrobes, what would it be, Philippa? Well, it's not obviously an item that I wear now, but I cannot ever part with the outfit that I wore the evening we got engaged. It's always going to be in my wardrobe. Every clear out I have, I will never touch it. It's just always going to be there. It makes me so happy every time I flick through all my tops and I see it and I just... Oh, what was the outfit? What was it? (laughs) It was, I think it was from H&M. The skirt was like an Aztec print mini skirt. And I wore it with like a kind of simple black cami and it had studs around the neck. I mean, we are going back probably about (laughs) eight years ago, nine years ago Mm -hmm. now. But I just love it. I will never get rid of it. It means a lot to me. I'm very sentimental with things like that. Okay, so that is your outfit that you would say. I don't even know what I was wearing the night we got engaged, but that's very nice. You're that sentimental. Sarah, what's yours? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm so unsentimental. So it's definitely not <laughs> going to be my sequin silver skirt that I wore to get engaged 11 years ago. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm just going to say another favorite piece of my wardrobe that I just feel like I'm never going to get rid of and I always feel really great in is my Anine Bin camel coat. I just love that piece so much. And we've had it for a couple of years now. And it's the fit, it's the style, it's the shape. And I'm really attached to it because I just feel great when I wear it. So I'm going to say that. Nice. Is that the wrap one? That's the wrap one, the Dylan <laughs> coat. What would okay. yours be? Probably my Joseph Shearling coat because I'd just be stupid not to say that already. What about you? 
I think mine is my Celine Navy Trio. It's one that I wanted for such a long time and saved and saved and saved. And then literally didn't kind of leave my side for years. So such a great bag. Fit everything in it. Love it. It is a great bag. What is the last thing you bought, both of you? I think it was our Bottegas, wasn't it, Sarah? I was actually thinking this the other day. The woven sandals. Yeah, the nude sandals. Oh, they're so good. you've got great sandal game by the sounds Mm. of things do you know what I would say we like a good sandal (laughs) our sandal department is probably the strongest department in our wardrobe I'm not going to lie so what colours did you go for in the Bottegas? nude Love. And really, we were really going on holiday this month and Sarah had like mapped out all of the outfits <laughs> where with the boat dresses. So and depressing. Now, and they are quite stiff, so they're not probably the best to wear in the house, but we're yeah. just gonna have to but we will, otherwise it would be really optimistic. <laughs> we're optimistic that we'll be gonna be getting our wear out of them. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. Also, they're so classic, you'll wear them next yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. so but you will wear them next exactly. year. Exactly. And the last high street thing you bought? I actually ordered online just a couple of bits, just talking about H&M again. A really lovely florally lightweight cotton dress with kind of like billowing sleeves. I think it was about $29.99 and I'm really, really pleased with that. I just saw it online. It really spoke to me. So I bought that a couple of weeks ago. Nice elves. Great dresses. Uh, Philippa? I also did a bit of an H&M basics order, bought this sage leggings and some kind of simple t-shirts, a linen t-shirt and a linen vest, just things that I knew that I would get use out of at the home. Um, And I had things like this in my wardrobe from last year, but you know, they always need freshening up um, when you enter the new spring season. So um, yeah, also H&M as well. Nice. I actually bought some leggings. I think they're the ones maybe Georgie got as well. And they're from Zara. And they've got kind of a seam down the front and really thick elasticated waist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they like really sucks you in. Mm-hmm. And I was running around the house today and I, I'm not a legging girl at all. But I actually really like them. I feel like modern leggings are very different to like old yeah. school. Like we yeah. all had those like bum cereal feet cotton ones. ones. Oh, disco pants. Yeah, I like, just have bad nightmares about, you know, they go a bit saggy. And yeah. bend and over sheer. and you can basically see anything. Exactly. They were so comfy <laughs> though, those leggings. We've both become quite a fan of leggings recently, haven't we, Sarah? Totally legging obsessed. I can't believe it. Because <laughs> Philippa was the one that got me into them. I think it was when I came back to work after having Ava and I just wasn't feeling totally comfortable or confident yet didn't really know what my style was going to be I wasn't quite ready to be back in my straight high-rise jeans in the winter it was all about the Spanx leather look leggings which we fell in love with and then Sarah you kind of jumped on the bandwagon with it didn't you and now we twisted my arm loving all the nude and the light gray leggings how do you guys style them? How do you make them work? So I think it's all about proportions. So I think if you're going to go for a really tight legging on the bottom, you've got to kind of go oversized, boxy on top. So a boxy t-shirt or a long line jumper and kind of keep those proportions looking chic, like no crop tops or short t-shirts mm-hmm. allowed. Yes, good, good advice. And a nude and a grey, what would you wear on top with that? Because I just think I would look like I was just a floating head. <laughs> Philippa has got legs up to the sky so oh, I'm going to leave the nude leg- leggings to her but I love how she wears them with like a white oversized tee kind of quite boxy so the white t-shirt I mentioned earlier from H&M I mean the whole conversation here has been about H&M but it's <laughs> so good it's really oversized and boxy and it just works really well with the nude they're kind of like a taupey grey legging that I have which I'm loving at the moment nice guys I bought cycling shorts 
Which I haven't <gasps> had a chance have to debut. Well, I bought, to be fair, I bought them in like mid-Feb, but obviously haven't had the opportunity to <laughs> debut them. I've been them. so tempted by a cycling short. This is one where I feel like I could try from like safety of my own home without anyone Do else it. But I think it is because in my head I can look like Hayley Bieber, but that's actually not the reality. So I just call, they're quite hard. But I think they need to be really short, but mine are quite long. So they look a bit job. I know. I don't know. I think they need to be like just above the knee. Yeah, I agree. yeah. But if you yeah, but if you've got short legs, then that is really long. What colour did you get? Oh, black. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have them? Have you worn them? I have them from a few years back because I was in two hundred two in Notting Hill, and I saw. You know what it's like. You see some girl. You're like, oh my gosh, she looks yeah, she's phenomenal. Sick. Yeah. I can be that girl. And I just wasn't. But and it was it was also the time where Kim Kardashian started to wear them and I wasn't totally sure like was it cool, was it naff, I wasn't <laughs> quite sure. Speaking of, what is the one thing that you guys would never wear? Sarah? Cycling shorts. <laughs> it's not my vibe. Mini skirt, cycling shorts. I've got quite short legs and they just don't do me any favours. I mean, I would love to wear backless, but my body just can't allow for that. So, like, I would love to wear a backless cami or a backless dress, but I have to wear bras. So, yeah, <laughs> that would be mine. Look me, what's yours? A crop top, actually. I think um, I've got a really short body, so a crop top just looks really odd on me. Okay. I don't even know what mine is. The, the list is endless. There's so much that can look so bad on anyone, you know, whatever your body yeah. shape is. So. I think that's kind of knowing your style, isn't it? Knowing that you can't wear every trend and, and really yeah. figuring out what yeah. you feel good in and yeah. what suits you. And, and that's kind of the fun with fashion, really, isn't it? Totally. But I'm was... also okay with that. I'm not, I, yeah, I'm, 100%. I like my style and I know my side. I don't kind yeah. of, you know, I can appreciate trends on other people and think they look great but know that I'm not even going to try it because it's not going to work for me this is all making me feel extra sheepish about my cycling shorts <laughs> <laughs> what fashion advice would you guys give to your younger selves what would you tell yourselves about your wardrobe about style etc I think where back in the day I was that person that would take a trend and wear it head to toe so the like same. I don't know if, I was gonna say I don't know if I was twenty, I was probably younger, but it was when like the seventies trend was in and I would wear like really mega flared jeans with like fringed suede jackets and things mm-hmm. like that. It so was I the probably, Sienna effect. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I would probably say to myself, you know, take the trend, take one item from it and work it into your wardrobe. Like that would probably be my tip to my 20-year-old self. That's very good advice. Sarah? I was going to say exactly the same thing. Also, just being, like you said, Lou, before, being okay that not every trend is going to work for you and knowing what to try and what not to try. So if you are going to take a trend, absolutely don't need to wear it head to toe. And, and also being okay that you don't need to try them all. Agreed. Lou? Mine would probably be that a pair of brown suede kitten heels from New Look. Didn't go with every outfit. New look shoes were the one. Oh my god, they, they were so, so good. good. They, they were every so color. good. They were I used to literally, I used to go to Watford one and buy like eighteen pairs. They were so <laughs> good. <laughs> Maybe they're still good. Who knows? We should we yeah. should hit up New Look. When do you think you started to find your signature style? Like, do you think you had it before you started blog? Because you guys have been going for a long time now. Do you think that it's evolved as you've continued to kind of be we are twin set, or do you think you kind of had it before that? I think the thing with style, however comfortable you feel in that time, it's always going to change and develop. Like even I look back on pictures on Twinset, even from a year ago, and I think really like I remember at the time feeling really good in that outfit. So I think the thing with style, it's always developing. You're always feeling hot at that time. And then you look back 
six months, 12 months later and you're like, I'm not so sure. I definitely think it helps having the two of us. Um, and also because of our jobs being the nature that we're taking photos the whole time, you do learn what looks good and what doesn't a lot mm -hmm. easier. Um, yeah. What would so, you so, say, Sarah? Do you know what? Yeah. I actually think turning 30 for me, I kind of started to look at things a bit differently, just really understood that my style, I love those minimal pieces and injecting kind of trend-led pieces here and there. But definitely as we are twins, as, as you said, kind of developed, we've kind of worked what works for us and what we love and just buying more sensibly and shopping more sensibly and, and being able to style the same pieces in different ways. Mm -hmm. And also being both stylists, which was obviously what we both did before we are twin set. I think you have that in you kind of the fun of styling up different pieces. Mm -hmm. And with Instagram, do you respond to pictures that get more engagement or more likes of certain outfits? Does that sort of change your opinion of an outfit or a piece or if you see something that you've got on loads of other people does that change your opinion on it I think sometimes but the thing with Instagram you know especially the you know we've been doing it for so many years now you've got to be confident with your own style yeah. and not let you know if a picture doesn't get as many likes or if someone gives you a bit of a negative comment you can't let that affect you or how you see yourself or what you want to wear mm -hmm. would you agree sir yeah and I think it's very hard not to constantly compare yourself but I think we love what we do and as we've got older like we said we have become more confident in our style and we love what we wear so you've just got to try and not look at other people everyone has their own style there's room out there for everyone and it's just being confident in what we do and look the likes and on instagram it's so fickle i think as long as you feel good and you're putting something out there that you're passionate about then that's the main thing speaking of what is your tip for people who are looking to grow their instagram or to maybe dip their toe into blogging what is your advice for them well, for us, we've always been so lucky to have each other. And we always say, you know, if we didn't have each other, we would really struggle because sometimes, you know, on top of life admin or, you know, especially for us, when we first began blogging, it was very much something on the side. We had our full-time jobs. So I reckon, you know, we really have each other to kind of lift the mood, especially, you know, you know what it's like one day, one of us will have a challenging day or we just kind of support each other. So that for us, we're really lucky to have that. But, you know, with something like blogging and Instagram, you just have to continue just to do you. And as Sarah said earlier, not looking at what everyone else is doing, but equally taking inspiration from other people, because that's what everyone does. You know, if, if you like something, there's nothing wrong in kind of reworking it into your way. And I think just kind of adding to what you said, Pete, just being authentic and being you, there it is such an amazing space, Instagram and blogging. There is so much room, like I said before, for everyone out there. And it's okay to be inspired by someone, but do it in your own way. And as long as you stay true to that and not try and be something that you're not, then I think give it a go. Why not? It's so true. And there's time to do it now as well. Yeah, I also yeah. love that you guys are still doing your blog because not everybody has remained committed to that. How do you find that time balance wise? Oh, I'm going to answer this one being really, <laughs> really organized because I love a list after list. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We're lucky. Our husbands are, you know, really supportive and we're still sticking to kind of our work days and we're just being super organized and at the same time, being realistic that we can only do what we can do. But I think just being prepared, knowing 
knowing what we're doing in advance. You know, we, we speak every day about what we're shooting and what, and what we're doing and just having clear plans just makes it a lot easier. Do you agree, P? Yeah. And the blog aspect of it, that was our first, you know, baby for mm-hmm. what's been set. We launched the blog before Instagram, Instagram was the thing. So we never want to feel like we neglect it. And for us, it's just another platform that's our own because, you know, with Instagram, although we love it and we probably have our most response in terms of all of our platforms, our blog and our YouTube, that's, that holds our name. And so we would never feel like we would want to get rid of it or lose the love for it. You know, occasionally, you know, the odd week, we just feel like we, you know, don't have the content to put out, but we would always make sure that, yeah. you know, we wouldn't fully neglect it. And finally, the best thing about what you do. So I think the best thing for us is that we have built up our name and our brand just the two of us and at the end of the day there's a lot of hard work that goes into it but ultimately we do have fun and that's the top of our criteria always we never want to do something that you know is going to cause us anxiety or we're not going to feel the love for it or it just doesn't feel right for us so the fact that we've built up this job for ourselves and working with amazing brands that is something that we just feel constantly so proud of don't we sir we just feel really grateful like you said that we've made this into career and we get to love every single second of it really and the fact that we have each other and we can rely on each other and you know one will have like we said a bad day the other will pick the other one up and i just think we're a great team and we always say we're better together don't we yeah you're living the dream guys yeah. um, on, on that day thank you so much for joining us do follow sarah and philippa at we are twinset on instagram check out their blog we are twinset.com thank you both so much for joining us and Lou as thank you well for us. if you have any feedback at all please do email podcast actually likes.com we love hearing from you don't forget also to rate review subscribe and tell your friends bye-bye